0: It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's a sports,
1: sports rush, rush with, with Brett Rump. Rump. To Three ball, that's
0: horrendous.
1: Covering all the topics that
0: hit a nerve here in the Summit City.
1: Clark, eleven yards, touchdown. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all
2: time. You are incredible. I'm older and i white. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is this? Amateur hour? This is gonna be huge. I believe this is gonna be our finest hour. Just when I think you said the stupidest thing ever, you keep popping. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it, I have problems.
0: Welcome to the alleged show. outside of the summit city it's john nolan in for bread today while adam lundy as usual is our producer we're taking you up until six for your local sports fix and we've got a great show for you today we're three months out now from opening day at parkview field and so fittingly some tin caps baseball news to cover plus a big game for iu men's basketball tonight at Penn State as the Hoosiers are fairly desperate for a bounce back win. Speaking of hoops, it's now the second half of the NBA season and the Pacers visit the Knicks in New York at Madison Square Garden. We'll tell you why that game has some extra juice and it's not just about playoff positioning. And we have some local soccer news to get to as well. So a loaded lineup of guests for you, including a local and for that matter, national, even international legend in Demarcus Beasley. He'll tell us what's up with Fort Wayne FC, as well as another guy who's the pride of the Southside Archers and Raphael Davis from the Big Ten Network. Tin Caps president Mike Nutter and the newest Tin Caps manager. Just going to leave it at that for now. A little bit of a tease will join us. And Matt Ant starting point guard David Stockton. And yes, he is the son of the Hall of Famer John Stockton. He'll also join us for an update on his first season here in fort wayne the ants are at home at the coliseum on saturday night against the bucks affiliated wisconsin herd meanwhile before then the comets they're on the road tonight in kalamazoo you can hear that one at 7 30 on our sibling station wo 1190 a.m and 1075 fm you can also hear hockey right here tonight on these airwaves josh williams will have the call of leo against the vipers that's the team with kids from several local high schools that's a nine o'clock nine o'clock puck drop tonight and so there you go thanks so much for tuning in hope you're having a nice day weather-wise been pretty good this uh relatively speaking nice start to january i think it's been the the mildest january ever through the first 11 days continuing i think the thermometer hit 50 today it's cloudy now but uh we had some sunshine earlier so hope that's uh helping your vibe as well adam how are you doing I'm doing well today. Um, I'm going to put one asterisk
3: asterisk on something you said. The Comets are actually at home tonight. They are not on the road against the Kalamazoo Wings,
0: so it'll be at the Coliseum. And even better, a chance to uh, support the home team than here tonight as the Ks try to get on track. And do I appreciate the chance to be back with you. By the way, Brett is on the bus with the Purdue-Fort Wayne men's basketball team at the moment. The Mastodons are on their way traveling down I-69 to take on IUPUI tomorrow night in a game that you can hear get on these stations. So uh, I got to join you a few times over the last couple of months filling in as well. And, you know, had the the holiday break. Kind of an eventful start to the year now uh, for me. I got married on uh, New Year's Eve. Congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. So that was fun. Now, I've never really been a, a big, like, go out and, and Party on uh, New Year's kind of guy. I mean, not to say that I haven't, but I wasn't usually the one creating the plans (laughs) or hosting the party. Uh Uh, But I would definitely endorse for anyone out there who's trying to figure out a time to get married, especially if, you know, it can be tough to find uh, some of the quote unquote marquee spring or summer, even fall dates. But uh, definitely uh, would endorse a New Year's Eve wedding. Everyone had a, a really good time. That was back in my home state of New Jersey. Then, wouldn't you know, last week on the 10-hour drive back here, I wound up not feeling all that well. Sure enough, uh, tested positive for COVID. First time for me. I'd somehow dodged it for you know, nearly uh, three years at this point. Thankfully, though, uh, glad to be better now and getting a chance to talk into a microphone for the first time in 2023. And first time since uh, I was with you last uh, handful of days before Christmas. Um, so those are my personal headlines here of late uh how about headlines now in the world of sports uh today all right yeah let's go ahead and do that let's get into
3: today's top headlines all right, well, uh, the best news of the day, we're going to start off with uh, Bill's safety. Damar Hamlin was released from a Buffalo hospital today. He was transferred to Buffalo on Monday after spending last week at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Hamlin will continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, that's the probably the biggest highlight. We're really glad to hear that. And uh, this time, shortstop Carlos Correa's deal is done. Correa passed his physical exam uh, Wednesday and signed a $200 million six-year contract to return to the Minnesota Twins. The agreement with the Giants and the Mets dissolved over concerns by those clubs about the long-term viability of his lower right leg. Some NFL playoff news. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa has not been cleared to return to football activities and has been ruled out for Sunday's playoff game against the Buffalo Bills as he remains in the NFL's concussion protocol. Dolphins are preparing for rookie Skylar Thompson to be their starter when they face the Bills for the third time this season. And one more for you, Naomi Osaka is pregnant and plans to return to competition in 2024, the tennis star announced Wednesday. The former world number one posted what she called a little life update on social media, including a picture of an ultrasound.
0: (laughs) Just a little life update. Just a little life update. And those are your top headlines for today. Thank you, Adam. And just to follow up on a couple of those, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM will be your home to tune in. To the NFL playoffs kicking off on Saturday, Seahawks and 49ers. That's a four o'clock game that you can catch here. And then on Saturday night, Chargers and Jaguars at eight o'clock. And then Sunday, triple header, the Dolphins, who are you talking about? Uh, visiting Buffalo. Coverage starts here at twelve: thirty. Then on Sunday, uh, over in the NFC, the Giants and Vikings at four. And then the Ravens and Bengals, the nightcap. And don't forget now, since uh, last year at the restructuring of the NFL playoff format, you get a Monday night football game for this super wild card round that also will be here on 1380 The Fan. And that'll be the Cowboys and the Buccaneers next Monday. So a whole lot of uh, sports to to wet the palate until then. But just uh, for your planning, if you're in the car, you can catch all the NFL playoff games leading up to the Super Bowl. Right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And you touched on the big uh, Major League Baseball news of the day. And that's been dragged out now for weeks. Yeah. The Carlos Correa saga initially reported he was going to the San Francisco Giants. They apparently had reservations about his physical. Next thing you know, seems like he's going to go to the New York Mets. Deja vu. And now after he signed just a one-year deal with Minnesota last year, he winds up returning to the Twins. As for us locally, I had teased it off the top. News today coming from the San Diego Padres announcing the coaching staffs for their affiliates. And the Tin Caps continue to be a Padres affiliate now for more than two decades. And so uh, a familiar name in a new spot, Jonathan Matthews. He was the hitting coach here from 2018 through 2021. Last year, he was the hitting coach for Triple A El Paso. Helped lead them to a division title. But now he's returning here to Fort Wayne as the manager. Last year's manager, Brian Esposito, he's going to become the bench coach for the A team over in El Paso, Texas, the Chihuahuas. Uh, as for the rest of the Tin cap staff, mostly new names and faces, pitching coach Carlos Chavez, hitting coach Aaron Bray. Bench coach is Justin Robinson. He spent actually about a decade in the big leagues as a player uh, not all that long ago in the last 10, 15 years, primarily with the St. Louis Cardinals. Going to have... Lauren Gottschul as the athletic trainer, second uh, female uh, name to the Tin Cap staff uh, in the franchise's history, which is great. Chandler Craig is strength coach, performance analyst. Returning is, is Greg Bender and then Jared Pollack as the video analyst. So stay tuned. Coming up later in the program, we'll hear from the newest Tin Caps manager, Jonathan Matthews, as well as Tin Caps president, Mike Nutter. We'll have Johnny Matthews at around 435 and then Mike Nutter. In the next hour, but still ahead here, we're going to hear from Maddie and starting point guard. David Stockton, and in the meantime, I want to hear what's on your mind. Feel free to reach out on our Parkview Sports Medicine text line 46862. Of course, you can also interact with us on social media at 1380. The fan Adam is at Sports Radio. I'm at John underscore G underscore Nolan. It sounds like a mouthful to say. I feel like when you see it, it's not it looks too good. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't go that far, but uh, <laughs> got the underscores in mm-hmm. there. So we'll take a timeout now. Then when we, when we come back, we'll catch up with ant starting point guard David Stockton. That's next on the Sports Rush right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And Brett is with the Dons and Coach Kaufman on the road, getting set to take on IUPUI tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. A game you can catch right here on 1380, the fan and 100.9 FM. So for today, this is John Nolan filling in for Brett. Thanks so much for making us part of your Wednesday late afternoon. Right now, it's a pleasure for us to be joined on the phone by a Gonzaga alum, David Stockton, point guard for the Mad Ants. On the phone with us right now, David Hope you're doing well. Thanks for sharing uh, part of your time with us.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: And so the Mad Ants right now, just like the NBA midway through the season, about midway through the G League calendar too, Ants actually get a little bit of a rest here. It played most recently on Sunday, off now until Saturday when they'll host the bucks affiliated Wisconsin Herd at the Coliseum, a 7 o'clock tip. And, David, before we uh, dive into talking hoops here, Saturday night as far as the entertainment for fans goes, it'll be – dino night now at the age of 31 you're a father of four uh so four young mm-hmm. kids at home I, where would a, a dino night and where do dinosaurs uh rate right now as far as uh, what your uh, little ones are into
2: you know any anytime there's uh you know something to get their attention other than you know the play on the court it's always good to have uh stuff like that dinosaurs uh i don't care even what age you're at you know those that'll uh they'll bring some excitement you bring people to the game and uh I think it should be pretty fun. I wonder what our jerseys are going to look like.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, the jerseys will look like this week, but obviously in minor league sports, whether the G League or, or baseball, we see a lot of fun, uh, sometimes flashy uh, jerseys. Now, just coming off the holidays and having uh, some extra time to spend with family is what is uh, most uh, most trending right now in your household. What was uh, what was the request for uh, for gifts?
2: Uh, you know. You know, with the girls, you know, you got to stick with the dollhouses and, and you know, Barbies and stuff like that. But, you know, for my boys, it's, uh, you know, baseball bats and uh, basketball type stuff. And, you know, they try to squeeze in video games here and there. But, you know, we try to we try to limit that as much as possible, it's, you know, get out and do something.
0: Very cool. Just one more uh, family related. I know they had a chance to, uh, to catch some of the games there uh, during the uh, holiday break. Um, what's it like being a a dad and trying to, uh, to juggle family life during uh, a season when you're obviously, uh, busy with, uh, with work?
2: You know, it's, uh, it's gotten a lot more difficult getting us all in the same city since, uh, you know, my oldest has started school, but, um, that's kind of part of the gig and, uh, whenever they can get out here, whether it's two weeks, two months or two days, it's, it's worth it to me. And, uh, you know, they, you know, when we're together as a unit, I think it's the best thing for us and. Uh, it's difficult, yeah, it adds, it adds something to the itinerary for sure, but uh, I wouldn't have any other, any other way.
0: That's awesome. We're joined on the phone right now by Matt Ants, point guard David Stockton. He's had time in the NBA with the Sacramento Kings, uh, as well as the Utah Jazz, who his father famously played for. And David, uh, well-traveled around the world, has played professionally in Croatia, New Zealand, Germany, Puerto Rico. Matt Ants now uh, the fourth different G League team that he's played for and you know david you, you fit right in and i guess you're doing what you do uh, one of the league leaders in assists about uh, better than eight dimes uh per game but this being your first season with fort wayne and again about midway through uh if you step back reflect how would you summarize uh this experience in the pacers organization so far
2: i mean so far has been pretty awesome i mean they've been uh like i said so welcoming to the family which is so important to me and and obviously just a you know high uh expectations as far as level of play and and especially and the talent that they've uh assembled here in fort wayne uh has just been you know awesome so far i mean i love the coaching staff i love the coaching staff even with the pacers and and everybody up there that we're affiliated with and uh it feels you know more like a family and uh you know with some other places out in the g league you know you're a lot more distant from the nba team but um here it's uh pretty close-knit and uh you know we're in their facility so we see them every day
0: yeah that's interesting i was i was wondering whether or not you know all these uh g league teams and with the uh the nba clubs of it all kind of you know is comparable or if there are some characteristics that do uh do stand out and make the uh the relationship between the mad ants and the pacers a little unique yeah um
2: you know it's, it is a super unique uh situation i think you know um i know that they have uh you know a lot of investment you know with the two ways and and this and a lot of the assignment guys that they've sent down so it kind of shows their um you know their commitment to us and you know they always stop in say hello we use the same facilities and um, they've been uh, great in making sure we're we're taken care of the best they can
0: yeah, and so, out of the 30 teams in the G League, the Mad Ants finished ninth in the basically the first portion of the schedule. Unfortunately, they were the first team out of the uh, 18 bracket to play for a cash prize of $100,000. And now, what well, you could consider the regular season is underway. Mad Ants uh, two and three so far. Although it seems like every game's uh, down to the wire, some some tough losses. But you now, how about for you individually? Uh, opening night this year led the team to a, a blowout victory. Then you left though, to represent uh, our country and play for USA basketball and World Cup qualifying, you, you came back, you are a little bit sick uh, for uh, for a spell and missed some time, uh, but do you feel like you're, you're hitting that midseason stride right now?
2: Uh, absolutely. You know, I think I've been getting better every day, and um, yeah, I mean, with USA, and then, um, I, wasn't, I won't say that I was sick, uh, but it was like, uh, you know, they told me I was sick, I guess, but uh, <laughs> missed some games there, and Then, you know, been slowly but surely getting back to the rhythm and getting used to the guys. And it's been, uh, you know, every day we get better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you were referring to with the talent around you, and I know for some uh, G League veterans, guys with NBA time like uh, Justin Anderson, Gabe York, I mean, part of the reason they were uh, interested in returning to the Mad Ants for a second season was to play with a, a point guard like yourself. Uh, so with this group, um, mentioned last time out as an overtime loss uh, against Cleveland. Uh, as you, you try to really pick things up and push for the playoffs here in this regular season, what are you hoping is the, the next step that you guys can take uh, as a unit coming up on uh, Saturday night here in Fort Wayne, the next time you take the court?
2: Yeah, I think we need to get some, you know, string some wins together. And that starts, you know, for us really on the, you know, defensive end. Our offense has been good all year. Um, you know, really tightening some things up. We're veteran guys. We've been here before and, you know, just really getting back to the basics defensively. And I think we'll be really hard to beat, um, down the stretch of the season if we, if we do that.
0: I mentioned your assist numbers and, and of late, you've almost been, uh, a walking double double with, uh, the points production <laughs> there too. You know, for you individually, what's uh, a focus here going forward?
2: Uh, for me, it's just to, you know, to bring, bring energy for us and, uh, move the ball and, and, uh. You know, take my opportunities where I can, and make sure that the talent around me is doing what they're uh, capable of, and uh, you know, making them better uh, where I can.
0: Ann's point guard, David Stockton, with us. And David, do we hear in the background? Are you with your family uh, right now?
2: Uh, they're they're in here, they're here with me right now. <laughs> I'm a little upset, but uh,
0: awesome. We'll uh, make it happen. Make sure that uh, Dad can get back to him here in a second. But <laughs> before we let you go, you know tonight the Pacers are playing the Knicks, and all of a sudden a little bit of uh, extra juice to this one um surrounding comments that Wally Zerbiak had made about Tyrese Halliburton. But anyway, for me personally, the this is now kind of a flashback to uh to the nineties when the Knicks and the Pacers had a great rivalry going. And you know, for a lot of us there's some nostalgia back uh to the nineties, even the eighties uh NBA and you know, I know that's what you know you grew up around. Um you shared uh-huh. you shared with me that Carl Malone, your dad's teammate, was your favorite player growing up, but do you have any favorite moment that stands out um, when you consider the early NBA games, you got a chance to be uh, up close with any favorite memory? Uh,
2: You know, I think when, uh, you know, just being around those final games and, and just the everyday uh, part of being around, you know, the jazz and everything was great. I would say specifically that uh, when my dad hit the shot to take us to the finals for the first time, um, I just, I just remembered that um, that moment pretty vividly, and it was a good moment for my dad, obviously, and then our family and you know everything he'd worked for. So uh, it was great to see that.
0: Very cool. And I, I hate to put you on the spot, but let's say '98 Game Six of the Finals, should that have been a foul on MJ?
2: You know I uh, I don't like to dwell on the past. You know I, you know if you, we're talking to uh, eight nine year old me, then I, I think I would say yes. But you know after Uh, playing this game for so long and and uh, experiencing wins and losses i think that's just the game and and that's just history at this point
0: i hear you well thanks so much uh for for sharing some of those memories with us and catching up here about this season and uh excited to see you in action on dino night uh come saturday
2: absolutely man thank you thanks for having me and it will be good to see you go yeah, looking forward
0: to it. So there was David Stockton. Our thanks again to him. And yeah, if you haven't caught a, a Mad Ants game at the Coliseum yet this season, Saturday night's gonna be a great opportunity to do so as far as the entertainment, uh, you know, family friendly uh, entertainment goes with Dino Night at, in partnership with Tag Art, a local company. You know, you see them at Tin Caps and Comets games as well. And a lot of times it's face painting or balloon animals, but they actually have a pretty elaborate uh, setup when it comes to dino night. So as if getting to see NBA talent such as David Stockton's not enough for you. if Maybe you're like David, though, and you've got, got little kids out there, grandkids, what have you. Uh, it's going to be a, a great uh, environment for the entire family come Saturday.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome time. I mean, I know, I know every time that I go out to a Mad Ants You were just game, there this
0: past Sunday, absolutely, right?
3: Absolutely. I had a great time.
0: Um, I always
3: have a great time at a Mad Ants game. So, yeah, and I mean, even if you don't have a family and you're just a, a big basketball fan, there's it's a high level of play there, too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Arguably second-best uh, league in the world. I mean, you were uh, just last week, for example, a Mad Ants had Isaiah Jackson on yeah. assignment from the Pacers. Isaiah then steps back and literally winds up uh, picking up a big role in the Pacers' uh, w- one of their wins last weekend. Adam, let's talk real quick here about this Pacers Knicks game yeah. tonight. You, I know, you know, I don't know what happened to you growing up in Fort Wayne, but you're <laughs> a Knicks fan. Yeah. So let's flash back to last month. The Pacers of late have won eight of their last ten. Something of a turning point, though, is actually last month when they lost to the Knicks, three point game. Tyrese Halliburton actually had a chance to uh, hit a half-court shot that went off the rim that could have forced overtime. But the Knicks pulled that game out, and Mm -hmm. you thought, okay, just well-played game. Let's move on. Instead, things got a little spicy. Remember Wally Zerbiak? He led Miami, Ohio to the Sweet 16 back in the late 90s. He was actually, to his credit, an NBA All-Star player. Himself had a pretty good career in the league these days. Sometimes you see him on CBS as an analyst for college basketball. He is also an analyst for the Knicks on their postgame show on MSG Network. So last month after the Knicks had the tight win against the Pacers, here's what Wally Zerbiak, for some reason, I don't know what reason that is. Here's what he had to say. So we got one point game, 18
2: seconds left. Step back. Mr. Supposed wannabe fake all-star with the big miss there. And then the rebound by Randall. And then Randall iced the game with all the
0: free throws. Last chance down three for the wannabe all-star. Let me keep it that way. He's in his second year. He's a very good player. He's not going to make the all-star team. A guy like Julius Randall or Jalen Brunson will make it over Tyrese Halliburton. Third and Tonight year. we saw why. Yeah. Oh, it's his third year? Third year, yeah. Yes, you're right. Okay. All right. All right, so some unnecessary emphasis on unnecessary shots there from Wally Zerbiak last month towards Tyrese Halliburton on the Knicks postgame show on MSG Network. And, you know, I, I kind of get it. He's on the, the Knicks show He's really, it's really more about pumping up Knicks players like Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle to be all stars. But he did go out of his way to take you know, an unnecessary shot at Tyrese Halliburton. First off, besides the fact that the stats indicate that Halliburton absolutely should be an all-star, Tyrese is also like the classiest young player in the NBA. So it's not like he's a villainous type that yeah. would be bothering people. I'll give some credit, I suppose, to Wally. Next game, he did come out and was uh, you know, publicly apologizing to Halliburton, nevertheless, as the Pacers visit the Knicks tonight, 7.30 game at Madison Square Garden. There is some extra juice in here. Uh, Leading up to this one, our friend Jeremiah Johnson from Valley Sports Indiana at Pacers practice earlier this week. Catching up with Ty and team leader TJ McConnell. Here's what they had to say. When I asked TJ about the response to the Knicks game, he said, our all-star led us, and
2: there was maybe some extra motivation. Are you looking forward to going back to New York and showing everyone what a different team you are from that game? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I think 8 of 10 since that loss to the Knicks. Do you view that as sort of a turning point crossroads in this season? Maybe not just that game, but the stretch of games in that week.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think there was some... some fuel to that fire after the Knicks game um won't name any names but there is some fuel to that fire that sparked uh our all-star to come out and, and take us to the next level and it started with tyrese he has been phenomenal i like this 82 game season it can be long you need something like this to provide a little extra sizzle make tonight's game you know feel like it means more and and we're only halfway through the season, so you don't want to waste too much time looking at the standings. But as far as playoff positioning goes, it's notable. The Pacers are right now in sixth in the Eastern Conference at 23 and 18, just a game ahead of the Knicks, who are at 22 and 19, seventh place. And remember now, these days in the NBA playoff format, Making a top six spot is significant because there's the play in tournament and that starts with the seven seeds. So there's actually extra reason to want to be a top six team like the Pacers are right now. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that Wally Zerbiak had the uh, unnecessary comments. But if anything, it's actually put more of a spotlight on Tyrese Halliburton. And he's made the most of it. Pacers have won eight of ten along the way. Al Burton had big-time performances and wins at Celtics. He had the career-high game down uh, in Miami against the Heat. So uh, nice to see the way he's responded. He was even the guest earlier today on ESPN's main NBA podcast, The Woj Report, uh, talking about this. So uh, looking forward to tonight's game on Valley Sports Indiana. Yeah,
3: certainly, certainly should be an interesting one. Um, just a little bit of an injury report. Uh, both T.J. McConnell and Aaron Neesmith, both questionable for tonight's game and uh, for the Knicks, R.J. Barrett questionable. So uh, we're going to have to see how the teams rally behind uh, having a little bit uh, less than their usual rosters.
0: Yeah, and your Knicks, they've got a sputtered of late, stabilized a little bit now with uh, Brunson back, I know. But, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm a Big NBA fan. I think it's really fun to see this Pacers team not only winning, but just a likable group thanks to Tyrese Halliburton now becoming the, the franchise point guard that he is. So uh, we'll talk some more hoops as we go along here this evening. But as we step aside right now, when we come back three months away from 10 caps opening day at Parkview Fields and earlier this afternoon, the Padres announced the coaching staff for the upcoming season Brand-new manager Jonathan Matthews for the Tin Caps will be our guest when we return on the Sports Rush right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. In case you miss any portion of the show, remember you can catch our podcast wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. You can just head to 1380thefan.com. This is John Nolan in for Brett today with producer Adam Lundy. Three months from today, believe it or not, the Tin Caps will be taking the field at Parkview Fields on Tuesday, April 11th for their opening day at home. That'll be against the Cleveland Guardians-affiliated Lake County Captains. At this point, you can actually already get uh, season tickets through TinCaps.com and book group outings. Individual tickets will go on sale next month, but a bit of a, a sign of spring, not only the fact today that the weather uh, warmed up to 50 degrees, and we had some sun earlier today, but also the San Diego Padres, the parent club for the Tin Caps, announced the coaching staffs for the upcoming season. And so for the Tin Caps, it'll be Jonathan Matthews who takes over. Now, if you're a hardcore Tin Caps fan, then uh, the name might ring a bell because uh, Johnny was the hitting coach here. 2018, 2019 would have been in 2020, if not for that season uh, being lost. And then again in 21, prior to that, he was actually on the coaching staff for the San Diego Padres, the big league team. Uh, He's a baseball lifer, actually following after his father, who is currently 75 years old and still a scout for the Colorado Rockies. So Jonathan Matthews uh, spent time coaching at the collegiate ranks, Uh, He's coached in other major league organizations. How about this? He previously was a minor league baseball manager in the Minnesota Twins system back in the late 90s. And prior to that, 1997, one of his first jobs in professional baseball, he was a high-A hitting coach for the Fort Myers Miracle Twins affiliate. And again, here he is. He wasn't too far removed from school. And he was the hitting coach for a team that featured future Hall of Famer David Ortiz, and a uh, future MLB All-Star in A.J. Perzinski, who actually played here in Fort Wayne for the Wizards back in the mid-90s as well. But now all these years later, Jonathan Matthews still in the game, and now he'll be the Tin Caps manager this year. And we've got Johnny on the phone with us. Johnny joining us from his home in Centerville, Iowa, so about seven or so hours to the west of here. But uh, Johnny, congratulations uh, on the news, and thanks so much for visiting with us here.
1: Thanks, John. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I could be more excited. I love Fort Wayne. Um, can't wait to get back there.
0: Yeah. And after uh, you know, last year was a cool opportunity for you as the hitting coach for Triple A El Paso, and you know, part of a, a group that won a division championship and, and coaching uh, a lot of guys who are big league veterans, or in some cases, up and coming prospects. So you got to help share the news that they would wind up making their big league call up for the first time but i know uh, at your roots you're a midwest guy and so you mentioned you really enjoyed your time in fort wayne in the past those few seasons as hitting coach you know, what uh what have you liked about your your time before in fort wayne and at parkview fields
1: well uh, the people there again i'm i am a midwesterner i'm you know from small town iowa um and so that part is appealing to begin with. But then beyond that, obviously, Parkview Field is, um, I, I said earlier today, it's, it's the crown jewel of, of our affiliates with the Padres. Um, and then the people there, yourself included, Mike Nutter, the general manager there, the front office. Um, and then I kind of just love Fort Wayne. It's a great food town. They have great restaurants. Um, so I, I just, uh, I don't know, there's just so many things for me to love about Fort Wayne. I'm super excited about coming back.
0: Well, thank you for the kind words. If your Venmo uh, account is still the same, I'll have something coming your way uh, during our next commercial (laughs) break. Um, But, John, take us uh, just take us behind the scenes through the process. Because for for fans here, as a reminder, you know, if you follow the, the local minor league hockey team, the Comets, they're unique in that they go out and they hire their head coach, the the actual Comets front office does. In this case, you know, for as great of a relationship as you have with uh, Mike Nutter, and I know Mike was trying to put in a word to the Padres, "Hey, we really want Johnny to become our manager here." But at the end of the day, it's the Padres player development and front office that makes a decision like this. So, again, even if someone's following the big leagues, we hear you know if there's an MLB managerial opening, you know, there's an interview process and stuff. You know, what's it what's it like in the offseason for someone like yourself, who's now been with the Padres organization since 2017? But year to year, you don't necessarily know what role you're going to be in. So you know, how did you find out about this?
1: Yeah, that's right. So um, the, the San Diego Padres are in charge of putting all of the staff, the field staff, um, and then all of the players... Um, at each affiliate. So it's, it's the Padres that decide who's going to manage where and who's going to be the hitting coach and the pitching coach and those sorts of things. So, um, you know, this has been talked about. Me, me, uh, managing has been talked about for the last couple of years. Um, you're right. I was the hitting coach there in Fort Wayne for, for three seasons. Um, and then, um, in El Paso last year, but even before last year, there was a uh, talk that I might come to Fort Wayne to manage, which I would have been 100% um, on board with that. Um, but as things kind of started this off season after the season ended for us um, in El Paso, which would have been late September, early October, um, then I kind of started getting some phone calls and there wasn't necessarily an interview process. Um, Riley Westman, our director of player development, called a couple of times and kind of gauged my interest. And um, since we're so familiar with each other, I've worked here for since 2017. So it wasn't like necessarily a formal interview process, but, he kind of gauged my interest and then, you know, asked me some questions about how, you know, I thought I would kind of run a team and those sorts of things. And so um, and then eventually he kind of he called and said, this is what I've got for you. And this is where we'd like to go, like you to go um, if, if that would suit you. And I said, I couldn't be happier.
0: We've got Jonathan Matthews, the newest TinCaps caps manager on the phone with us and. Yeah, open up the Journal-Gazette tomorrow. I'm sure you'll see a story from Dylan Sin about Johnny. And if you turn on the news here this evening, you'll catch uh, other interviews with Johnny. And so we're, we're putting you through the uh, the media blitz here, right out of the gate. Uh, so something I know you, you talked about earlier, you know, as you do transition now from the role of hitting coach to manager, what changes for you?
1: Um, it's a different seat. You know, um, I'll be kind of in charge of, putting the daily schedule together and as much as managing the games um i'm going to be in charge of managing a staff you know so um i'm (laughs) i think this will be my second year in a row of being the oldest uh member of my staff i'm 50 and i don't feel like i'm old but apparently i am (laughs) um so but i'll be in charge of of managing all of my coaches uh the athletic trainer the strength coach we have a uh, baseball now has gotten to the point we have a sports science analyst. We have a video, um, person that is in charge of all of our videos. So, um, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, managing the game, it, it will be the fun part. Um, and then, you know, managing a clubhouse of 25 or 26 guys that are, you know, anywhere from probably 19 to 22, 23 years old. Um, it's, it's a different seat, you know, as, as the hitting coach, you know, it was, uh, I was kind of their buddy um, to a degree. And, you know, you'd have to crack the whip once in a while. But um, now it's more of a position of, um, I guess, authority maybe. But I I don't look at it necessarily any different. I think if you try to act differently in one chair than the other, the players will pick up on that. And so I'm just going to be who I am and uh, try to lead the way I lead. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: And we like you for, for who you are. And I do have to say, as I... Fill in here on this show and work with our producer, Adam, who's pretty fresh out of school. I feel old, so I'm definitely glad to have you coming so I can again feel like the young guy in the room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. So, yeah, I hit 50 <laughs> last spring and I thought, my gosh, uh, this, this game is passing me by, but hopefully not.
0: Uh, soon. Now, Johnny, looking uh, ahead, uh, I guess not too far away from uh, spring training, and mentioning how opening day at home is three months away. The true opening day, April sixth, the uh, Tin Caps will be out west, Michigan, even sooner than that. But uh, as you gear up for spring training in Peoria, Arizona, near Phoenix, yeah, what's the uh, what's the schedule looking like here?
1: Uh, I'm excited about it. I don't know when I report just yet. Um, uh, Major league camp will generally starts. Um, right around valentine's day which is just great when you have to tell your wife that you're getting ready to go to spring training <laughs> on valentine's day uh and i would guess we'll be sometime shortly after that we usually usually the full minor league spring training doesn't start until sometime in that first week uh first week of march but the padres will usually have some small groups of prospects out for like many camps and so my guess is um i'll get ready to head out to, to phoenix sometime you know, maybe that third week of February or, or shortly thereafter.
0: Sounds like a plan. And so now all of a sudden, as you do make the move from hitting coach to manager, are you still going to be able to to slide into your, uh, into your uh, seat uh, at black dog pub there, uh, over on Covington on the Southwest side, or is the paparazzi going to be following you
1: around? I don't anticipate too much paparazzi, so I'll, <laughs> I lay pretty low. I don't think it's going to be a problem.
0: Um, well, Johnny, uh, in wrapping up here, you know, we never know who's going to be on the roster uh, year to year as there's so much fluidity uh, in minor league baseball. But let's talk a little bit about what it's like being part of the Padres organization. I know you had the chance to catch some of the, the Padres playoff games out at Petco Park in San Diego last year as they made the run to the NLCS. And well, now, this offseason, loading up with even. More talent. I mean, they trade for Juan Soto last year. Now they signed Xander Bogarts. You got Tatis coming back with Machado. I mean, this is a legitimate World Series contender. What's it like being part of this system right now and, and the role that you'll play in trying to develop future Padres?
1: It's super exciting. I, You know, you mentioned the NLCS. Uh, my wife and I got to go out to a couple of games in San Diego, and the city was absolutely electric. San Diego uh, has never won. We've never won a World Series. Um, and AJ Preller, the, the major league general manager is bound and determined. And as obviously by some of the moves he's made, um, and some of the guys that we've signed. So it's super exciting, um, right now. And honestly, to, to get the Juan Soto's of the world, we had to give up, um, you know, some really good young players in our minor league system. And so then that's kind of where I see my role now is like, who's the next wave and how do we develop those guys? Uh, to help the San Diego Padres at the big league level. So um, that part's exciting as well. So not only what's going on in the big leagues, I couldn't be more excited. And I think the city of San Diego is about ready to burst at the seams, uh, getting ready for this next season. But then also in our minor league system, that's that's our job. We're, we're here to develop. Um, and so we're going to find out who the next wave of those young kids are that will either – help the San Diego Padres at the big league level or allow us to make trades to go get somebody that will help the San Diego Padres. So it's just a really exciting time to be in the system.
0: Well said, and definitely a lot of excitement here now in Fort Wayne for you to uh, come on board as the manager and along with the rest of uh, a pretty fresh staff. Can't wait for uh, opening day here to arrive. And in the meantime, hope uh, you enjoy the rest of your offseason season in iowa with your family and then uh best of luck uh getting going uh in arizona next month
1: thanks john thanks john looking forward to it
0: yep so we'll be hearing a lot more from jonathan matthews as we get closer to opening day but our thanks to the new tin caps manager for joining us here today as the news just came out earlier this afternoon from san diego that jonathan matthews is the newest TinCaps Caps manager. For more details on the rest of, of the staff, head to tincaps.com. Again, it includes bench coach Justin Robinson. He's in his late 30s, uh, but a guy who spent about a decade uh, as a major league player. Mostly a uh, backup outfielder. I mean, he played in like 500 uh, career big league games, but uh, mostly as a, a fourth outfielder with the St. Louis Cardinals. So looking forward to the, uh, the whole career that will be coming here that first week. Of April. Next hour, we'll also hear from Tin Caps President Mike Nutter, uh, his reaction to the news of Jonathan Matthews coming aboard. Plus, uh, we'll hear from Mike on what's going on at Parkview Field over these next uh, few months, gearing up for Opening Day. Also, next hour, IU's got a big game tonight. We'll hear from actually a Purdue alum in Fort Wayne, Zone Ray Feld Davis. Now these days with the Big Ten Network, some on ESPNU. Over the weekend, we'll hear from Ray. And then also, speaking of Southside alums, Marcus Beasley, the legend who these days is part of the ownership group of Fort Wayne FC. They had some news that came out yesterday. So that's all ahead in hour number two. But when we come back, we'll put a bow here on this first hour. You're listening to The Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
3: This is Maria Marcasano, head women's basketball coach at Purdue Fort Wayne, and you're listening to The Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
0: Coach Marcus Sato's squad will be taking the floor at the Hilliard Gates Sports Center tomorrow night, Thursday at 7 against Green Bay, the Phoenix. They're actually top 25 in the mid-major women's college basketball poll. Macedon's women's team also at home on Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock against Milwaukee. So Coach Marcus out the Fort Wayne native. She's really got that program headed in the right direction. Chance to come out and support them a couple of times here this week. That's while the men's squad is on the road tomorrow night at IUPUI. Brett is on the road with them. So that's why it's me, John Nolan. And alongside Adam Lundy here taking you up until 6 o'clock. Great right first hour, David Stockton, Madian's point guard. Jonathan Matthews, the new Tin Caps manager, joining us. And hey, before we turn the page to our number two... Right now, head to our Parkview Sports Medicine text line 46862. We've got a four-pack of tickets to give away to the upcoming Shrine Circus at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. That's the last weekend of the month, so a four-pack of tickets. They could be yours. Text CIRCUS to 46862. Again, text CIRCUS to 46862 for a chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the upcoming Shrine Circus at the Coliseum. Looking ahead, hour number two. Not only will we select a winner for those circus tickets, but we'll talk with Mike Nutter, Tin Caps president, about what's coming up now for this year. We know the coaching staff in place with Jonathan Matthews, and manager. We'll also talk about IU's game tonight at Penn State with Raphael Davis, the Fort Wayne native, now with the Big Ten Network. And we'll hear from DeMarcus Beasley about what's going on for the upcoming season for Fort Wayne FC. That's all ahead Hour number two on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.